0: Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. On today's program, Pastor Larry answers another Bible question, and James Collins debuts his brand new book and DVD entitled, The Shepherd. Tours are back, my friends. We currently have two tours ready to announce, with another one to announce in the coming weeks in 2022 lord willing we will be hosting tours to israel and turkey you are invited to join southwest radio ministries on an 11-day holy land experience to israel and jordan and a nine-day churches of revelation tour in turkey these tours include all-inclusive pricing that covers entrance and program fees gratuities overseas transfers, fuel surcharges and government taxes, and international airfare from New York City. Also included in the price are stays in first-class hotels, transportation in deluxe air-conditioned motor coaches, daily breakfast and dinner, as well as guided tours and Bible studies with both Dr. Larry Spargimino and James Collins. Walk where Jesus walked. See Jerusalem, Petra, and Masada, Experience Bethlehem, Galilee, and Jericho. In Turkey, visit Istanbul, Ephesus, and Smyrna. Travel in the footsteps of the Apostle Paul and see Thyatira, Colossae, Philadelphia, Sardis, Laodicea, and much, much more. Registration is now open for both of these tours, but space is limited and the tours are expected to fill up pretty fast. So visit the tour section of our website. There you'll find dates, complete itineraries, pricing, and payment information. SWRC.com. That's SWRC.com. Experience the Holy Land with Southwest Radio Ministries, Israel, Jordan, and Turkey with Dr. Larry Spargimino and James Collins. Register today at SWRC.com. Or call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Thanks to your generous giving, we have a brand new print shop. And in that print shop, we are publishing new books and bringing back old favorites. One of our brand new titles is The Shepherd by Staff Evangelist James Collins. Our host, Dr. Larry Spargimino, recently sat down with James to talk about this new resource and its look at the 23rd Psalm.
1: The Lord is my shepherd. Those are the opening words of what is perhaps the most loved passage in the Bible, the 23rd Psalm. Psalm 23 is perhaps the most memorized, inspirational, and comforting passages in the Word of God. For over 3,000 years, countless generations have turned to Psalm 23 for strength during times of trouble. However, most people are unaware of the rich meaning behind the world's best-known and most-loved poem. Joining me today on the Watchman on the Wall is the staff evangelist for Southwest Radio Ministries, James Collins. Beacon Street Press recently published a new book that James authored about the 23rd Psalm titled The Shepherd. And I think after you hear about this outstanding book, you'll want to get your own copy. James, thanks so much for being here today.
2: Thank you, Dr. Spargimino. I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me about The Shepherd.
1: You've been here with us for about six months, but there may be some listeners who are not familiar with you. Tell us a little about yourself. What did you do before God called you to Southwest Radio Ministries?
2: For most of my ministry, I served in the U.S. Army as a chaplain. I retired from the military in 2017 and became a pastor in Kansas. And as you said, I was called to Southwest Radio Ministries earlier this year, and I'm very excited to be here and be
1: part of the team. Well, you have a new book titled The Shepherd. What prompted you to write a book about the 23rd Psalm? First of all, Psalm 23 is one of my
2: favorite Psalms. It's probably one of my favorite passages in the Bible. I remember memorizing Psalm 23 when I was a little kid in Sunday school. Over the years, I've come back to it repeatedly. I'm not alone in my love for Psalm 23. I believe that the 23rd Psalm is the best known chapter in the Bible. Now John 3:16 is of course the best known verse, but Psalm 23 is the best known chapter in the Bible. The 23rd Psalm is one of the most familiar, famous, and loved passages in all of the word of God. For 3000 years people have turned to this psalm in their time of greatest need for comfort and hope. I remember September 11 2001, everybody remembers that day when our country was attacked by Al Qaeda. And those terrorists coordinated those attacks that resulted in 2,977 deaths and over 25,000 injuries. It was the deadliest terrorist attack in human history. And I remember on the night of September 11, 2001, President George W. Bush came on television and delivered a message from the White House to comfort and reassure the nation. And of all the passages in the Bible that President Bush could have quoted, he chose Psalm 23. He said, Tonight I ask for your prayers for all those who grieve, for the children whose worlds have been shattered, for all whose sense of safety and security has been threatened, and I pray they will be comforted by a power greater than any of us spoken through the ages in Psalm 23, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I fear no evil, for you are with me. And I remember those words from the president back then, and it just amazes me that Psalm 23 is loved by everyone, even presidents. And Dr. Sparks, you know I believe it's so well-loved because it speaks to our trials in life. There's no greater picture of the relationship that God has with his people than the picture found in the 23rd Psalm, the picture of the shepherd and the sheep. And that's the main reason I wrote the book. Second of all, I wrote The Shepherd because I did a study through the Psalms several years ago, and I discovered there was more to Psalm 23 than meets the eye. For example, Psalm 23 has a prophetic element to it. Most people don't realize that. It's set in the middle of three messianic psalms that present the coming work of the Messiah. Psalm 22 is the psalm of the cross. It's amazing. 1,000 years before Jesus went to the cross of Calvary, David described in graphic detail the crucifixion. It's almost as if he himself hung there on the cross. In the 22nd Psalm, David described Roman crucifixion hundreds of years before the Romans even came on the scene. In the days when the Jews executed people by stoning. The psalmist described the sufferings of the cross. He described God turning his back on the Messiah as he took the sins of the world. He described the people beneath the cross gathered there to laugh at Jesus. He described his bones being out of joint. He spoke about the effects of the crucifixion on the heart. He described the Lord's exhaustion. He described Jesus's extreme thirst. He spoke about the hands and feet of the Lord being pierced. He described the shame as the people gawked at the Messiah's unclothed body on the cross. He even described the soldiers beneath the cross gambling. David wrote those descriptions a thousand years before the crucifixion of Jesus. It's just amazing. Jesus said to us in John 10:11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. And when the Lord said those words, he spoke of his death on the cross. And that's the picture of Jesus in the 22nd Psalm. He is the good shepherd who gives his life for his sheep. Then we see in the 23rd Psalm, the picture changes from the good shepherd to the great shepherd. Psalm 23 is the shepherd's psalm. It's a beautiful picture of the shepherd who cares for his flock, leads us through the meadow, feeds us in green pastures, and even quenches our thirst beside still waters. Even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we have no need to fear because our shepherd is there to comfort us. The writer of Hebrews described the shepherd of Psalm 23 when he wrote, Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. The good shepherd of John 10 is now called the great shepherd. And notice also there that the writer of Hebrews referenced the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the picture of the Lord in the 23rd Psalm. He is the great shepherd, raised from the dead through the blood of the everlasting covenant, who tenderly cares for his flock. Then you find Psalm 24. That Psalm is the Psalm of the King of Glory, and it describes the coronation of the the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. The final verses of that psalm describe the triumphant return of the Lord. In Psalm 24, 9 through 10, we read, Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. The 24th Psalm foreshadows the establishment of the Lord's millennial kingdom when Jesus is going to return and enter Jerusalem as the King of Glory. It's a prophetic psalm that will ultimately be fulfilled when the Lord returns to earth someday soon, I believe. The Apostle Peter wrote to encourage church leaders with these words in 1 Peter 5, verse 4, "...and when the chief shepherd shall appear..." ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Here the great shepherd of Hebrews 13 is now referred to as the chief shepherd, and that's the picture of Jesus in the 24th Psalm. He's the chief shepherd who owns the sheep. When he comes, he'll set up his kingdom, set up his throne, and we who have served him will rule and reign with him for a thousand years. So you see, the awesome thing about the 23rd Psalm, it fits there in the middle of these three prophetic psalms. Psalm 22 speaks of our past, of our sins being forgiven on the cross. Psalm 23 speaks of our present life on this earth. And Psalm 24 speaks of our future in the coming millennial kingdom of Christ. And we find, again, the 23rd Psalm sit right there in the middle of these three amazing messianic psalms that present the coming work of the Lord Jesus
1: Christ. Well, friends, if you're just joining us, I'm talking with James Collins about his book, The Shepherd. James also has a teaching DVD of The Shepherd. You can get the book or the DVD or both by calling 1-800-652-1144 or you can go to our website, swrc.com. James, biblical context is important because it can help prevent wrong interpretations of scripture, of theology and confusion while reading God's Word. It can also help you realize the full meaning of a passage and get the most out of your Bible study. You emphasize context in this book.
2: Context matters to preserve and present biblical truth. I believe that we should never ask what a passage means to us today until we first know what those words and phrases meant to those we meet in the Bible. So in The Shepherd, I wanted to restore the historical, cultural, literary, visual, and geographic context of that passage so we can understand it as a Middle Eastern villager would have first understood it. And I think that gets us closer to the original meaning of the passage and closer to the Holy Spirit's intended life-changing message.
1: In the shepherd, you look at the 23rd Psalm and the biblical context of the relationship of the shepherd and his sheep. Can you give me an example? Off the top of my head, one of the
2: primary needs of sheep is water. An average healthy sheep requires several gallons of water per day. So you multiply that by the size of a herd and you understand that shepherds were always on the lookout for water. David used the picture of the shepherd searching for water when he wrote, he leadeth me beside the still waters. Now, the meaning of still waters has to do with sheep needing still, quiet waters to drink. It's stilled waters. They cannot be watered at a place where the water is swift. Sheep are afraid of rushing water. They're woolly. If their wool gets wet, they can fall in and drown. They can become top-heavy. So, Even if they're thirsty, sheep will not drink from a rushing stream or a rushing river. So the shepherd has to find a calm pool to water the sheep in. He must lead his sheep to stilled waters. So David uses that imagery to describe how God provides for our needs. And David continues on with that imagery later on when he writes, My cup runneth over. Now at certain times of the year, the shepherd would move the sheep to higher lands, to the mountains. Now, there were no ponds or sources of still waters in the mountain tablelands, so the shepherd watered the sheep from wells. And those wells were about 100 or so feet deep. The shepherd would use a leather bucket that held about three-quarters of a gallon of water. He lowered the bucket into the well, filled. Then he would take the bucket, and he would fill a large stone basin with water. Now, interestingly, that stone basin was called a cup the sheep would not stick their head down into the cup, so the shepherd had to keep it filled to the brim and overflowing, and that allowed the sheep to drink easily. And that's the imagery that we find in the 23rd Psalm behind the words, my cup runneth
1: over. You also look at the application of the 23rd Psalm. How is the shepherd's psalm applicable to us today? Well, it applies to us in many ways. Take, for example, what it means for the
2: Lord to be your shepherd. It's personal. It means to have a one-on-one relationship with the shepherd.
1: Well, you illustrate that relationship with the story about a little boy named Donnie. It's a wonderful story. Will you share the story with us?
2: Several years ago, a little nine-year-old boy named Donnie suffered from leukemia. Donnie's parents knew that he wouldn't live long, that he would soon die, so they sent for their pastor. The pastor came one night to visit Donnie in the hospital, and the disease had withered him away. The little boy was skin and bones. He had machines and tubes hooked up to his frail little body. He was pale and very weak. Donnie appeared to be only about half conscious, was unable to speak, and the pastor was left there alone in the hospital room with him. The pastor sat with Donnie, he held his hand and he prayed, and after some time the pastor left the hospital, drove home, and he went to bed. Early the next morning, the pastor went back to the hospital to check on Donnie and his family, but he was too late. Donnie had died in the night. The pastor did his best to comfort Donnie's parents. He prayed with them. He grieved with them. After a while, Donnie's mother asked the pastor a question. She asked him if he knew an explanation for something strange that had happened in the night. Donnie's parents had never seen anything like it before. She said in the hours before Donnie died and right up until the moment that he did die, he held with his right hand onto his fourth finger, the ring finger of his left hand. Donnie died holding on to his finger. Well, the pastor began to weep and through his tears, he shared with Donnie's parents what he had said to their little boy the night before. That pastor wanted to explain to that precious little child who was right there on the edge of eternity the importance of being a Christian. He wanted to explain it to him in a way that a little child could understand. So he took Donnie's little hand. At first he held onto his thumb and he said, Thee, Thee. He explained, Donnie, he is Thee because he is one of a kind. Then he held onto his next finger and he said, Lord, the Lord, God Himself. The pastor took Donnie's third finger and said, "'Is. He is right here. Donnie, he is in this room, right here, right now with you.' Then he took Donnie's fourth finger and said, "'My, my.'" The pastor told him about a personal commitment and a personal relationship to Jesus Christ. And Finally, he took his pinky finger and said, "'Shepherd. He is the shepherd who owns you, who died for you, who cares for you, and who loves you. The Lord is my shepherd.'" The Lord is my shepherd. And even though Donnie had not been able to speak a word he had heard, and before he died, he put his hand around his finger to say, The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd.
1: Well, the question that we have for you, friends, is, Are you in his flock? Is the Lord your shepherd? James, there may be someone listening today who does not have a personal relationship with the shepherd. So would you take a moment and share how a person can have that personal relationship? The Lamb of God wants to be your shepherd.
2: All you have to do is admit your need. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. We're we're all sinners. You just have to admit that. Be willing to turn from your sins. That's called repentance. You need to repent. Turn away from your sins and turn to Jesus Christ. Believe that Jesus died for you and he rose from the grave. And then through prayer, you invite Jesus to come in and control your life through the Holy Spirit. That's what it means to receive Him as Lord and Savior. You might pray something like this Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I need your forgiveness. I believe that you died for my sins and I want to turn away now from my sins and I invite you to come into my heart and life and I trust you and follow you as Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen to that. Well, friends, the book is called The Shepherd. The author is James Collins. James, thank you so much for being with me today, and thank you so much for being here at Southwest Radio Church.
2: Well, it's my honor. It's the high point of my ministry, Dr. Spardomino. Thank you so much for having me today.
0: We are excited today to offer The Shepherd book and DVD by James Collins. For over 3,000 years, countless generations have turned to Psalm 23 for strength during time of trouble. Its brief six verses offer words of compassion, hope, and encouragement that never wear out. Though this little psalm was written in a different time and place, the lessons it contains are as up-to-date as the 21st century. In The Shepherd, James Collins explores the rich meaning behind the world's best-known and most-loved poem. James teaches the psalm verse by verse, explaining its extraordinary power to change lives and ease our troubles. He shares its fascinating context and colorful background. You'll find encouragement to enjoy the green pastures of life while becoming strengthened by the dark valleys. Through James Collins' explanation of the biblical text that illustrates the love and care of the Lord, the shepherd will help you rediscover the joy, inspiration, and peace of of this beloved psalm. In the Shepherd book and DVD, James Collins answers questions like, does the 23rd Psalm fit into Messianic prophecy? What is the significance of restoration? Does the shepherd-sheep relationship parallel God and man? James Collins answers these questions and more in The Shepherd. The Shepherd Book and DVD is available today for a gift of $25 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order online, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Get copies for your Sunday school class or small group. The Shepherd Book and DVD. 1-800-652-1144 Pastor Larry is always eager to answer your Bible questions. Email your questions to Larry at swrc.com That's Larry at swrc.com Here is Pastor Larry.
1: Is the space program wrong? We hear much about the space program. It is extremely expensive and has led to several deaths. It has been estimated that each launch cost approximately 1.3 billion dollars. Moreover, there seem to be many more pressing needs such as feeding the hungry and healthcare. So, is the space program wrong? The Bible doesn't directly address the space program. The human authors of scripture addressed issues facing them and their society. The Old Testament prophets spoke about Israel's spiritual falling away. The writers of the New Testament letters addressed real-life situations and questions from newly founded churches. No one was asking questions about the space program. So instead of asking if the space program is wrong, we really ought to ask if there is any scriptural reason for opposing the space program. I don't believe there is. In and of itself, the space program is neither good nor bad. It is like the automobile. Someone might ask, is there any scriptural reason for not using the automobile? I would have to give the same answer. No doubt automobiles have been used for evil purposes. But automobiles have also been used for good purposes, such as driving to work and to school and to church. Of course, the space program could be used by unregenerate man to show that he does not need God but so could a college education be used for that purpose. We could argue that people who go to college become proud and therefore reject God, but we can turn that argument around. The more people learn, the more they will realize the infinite complexity of the created world and thereby come to worship and love the Creator. And to those who ask if the space program is a wise use of resources, while we should care for those in need, feed the hungry, and seek to cure disease, the technological developments arising out of the space programs could be used for those very purposes. Space technology has been used in heart transplant surgery, in the fight against certain kinds of cancer, and for the development of improved firefighting and rescue equipment. In other words, to help people in need, we must do much more than help people in need. Pastor
0: Larry answers even more of your questions about the Bible, the Christian life, and end times in his book, Digging Deeper. Get your copy of Digging Deeper by calling 1-800-652-1144. Digging Deeper is also available as an ebook at swrc.com.
3: Here's Larry Stam with today's Messianic Minute. Shalom, friends. Larry Stamm here with the Messianic Minute, Biblical Connections Through a Jewish Lens. Isaiah 53, perhaps the most powerful Messianic prophecy in the Old Testament, was penned 700 years before Christ walked this earth as a man. Isaiah 53, 5 details the sacrifice of the suffering servant. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. This spiritual healing was accomplished through the sacrifice of the sinless Lamb of God, Jesus. In 1 Peter 2.24, the apostle, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, referred to that healing work of Messiah, who himself bore our sins and his body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes. You were healed. May we who have been healed by the saving work of Jesus be eternally grateful to God for His sacrifice. For more connections, visit our website at larrystam.org or see our Larry Stam Ministries Facebook page.
0: Larry Stam is a featured speaker at our upcoming prophecy conference in Columbus, Ohio. Larry Stam will be taking a deep dive into the Jewish roots of Christianity. So be sure to check out Larry's speaking sessions when you attend the conference in October. Also speaking at the October Columbus Conference is Billy Crone, James Collins, Bill Federer, Larry Spargimino, Greg Patton, and Dr. Kenneth Hill. The Prophecy Conference is October 28th through the 30th in Columbus, Ohio. Registration is open right now, so make sure you reserve your spot for this important conference. Call 1-800-652-1144 or visit the conference page of our website, swrc.com. We are here on the radio, online, and now podcasting around the world, proclaiming the good news of the gospel. We're able to do this because of your prayers and financial support. When you purchase a book or DVD, when you attend a conference, when you subscribe to our monthly Prophetic Observer, when you invite others to tune in, you are helping us spread the truth that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. We rely on you, your prayers, and your financial support to stay on the air. Please prayerfully consider giving a gift today. Call 1-800-652-1144. And show your support for Christian Radio and say no to cancel culture by giving securely online swrc.com thank you oh and don't forget about our brand new resource from Watchman on the Wall the shepherd book and dvd by our very own James Collins is available today for a gift of $25 or more when you call 800 652 1144 That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order online swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Next time, Pastor Larry examines why there is so much interest in the paranormal. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com. That's SWRC.com.